Welcome to Into the Podverse with your host, Tony Doe. This is where innovation meets storytelling and challenges transform into opportunities. So join me, Tony Doe, on an auditory journey that unveils the secrets of this burgeoning medium. Uncover the hidden gems of podcasting from my perspective and with exclusive interviews from the masters of the Podverse. Pretty sure it's Techzilla. Hi guys, I'm T-Code, I'm the host of the Everything Voice of Us podcast and you're listening to Into the Podverse with Tony Doe. T-Code talks about his role as the creative partner at APFA, an organization dedicated to celebrating voice talents across Africa. I am the creative partner at Abva. Now, of course, Abva, as some of us would know, is an organization and a platform dedicated to discovering, amplifying, and celebrating voice talents across Africa. And when I say voice talents, not just voiceover artists, podcasters and spoken word artists. So this mission takes a lot of process from the ideation stage to the execution stage. And I am very much involved in these stages from putting the plans together with the entire creative team and also to executing these plans. And where you see me come out the most when it comes to executing is either I'm handling or hosting an event for ABVA or I'm the voice of our artists speaking for ABVA. So for instance, you'd hear our weekly podcast, which is Hangout with Abva or Shots by Abva or um, hosting a Twitter space for Abva or, you know, stuff like that. I am the voice behind most of those stuff. Uh, and most recently, the Abva Awards, I hosted it. So I played the voice of God, that thing that you hear. And now the winner of Voice over artist of the year, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so that's what I do um, as the creative partner at Abva. Tico's extensive background in traditional media, including radio and TV in southwestern Nigeria, has shaped his approach to podcasting. He views podcasting as a serious endeavor, combining the skills and discipline he acquired in traditional media with the flexibility and unique advantages that podcasting offers. Yes, I have worked both on radio and on TV in southwestern Nigeria. And having that background in traditional media has helped me to be more intentional about podcasting. Um, I don't think about podcasts as just something you do for leisure. I take it as work. I, I try to put the balance between play and work. It's not just something I can do casually. It's something I need to be intentional about. I spent about five years doing radio and TV, learning the rudiments, learning the skills and the discipline, understanding how to use the microphone, put content together, writing show notes, writing scripts for my shows, you know, the performance, those things have fortified how I approach podcasting because the training I got helps me to put more detail 
into programming my podcasts from how I construct my topics to how I present the podcast to how I package it on the internet for social media and across board. So yes, that has afforded me that extra ability to put more effort and you know, have a quality audio production, especially in the part of editing as well, because I, I produced um, on radio for quite a while, both in production in terms of, you know, making the show great and also audio production technically. So yeah, both parts has been great. And the unique advantages that podcasts offer over traditional broadcasting, I'm, I mean, they're, they're, they're massive. I like to start with the first one, which is that it allows people or your audience to listen to you at will. People don't have to wait till you're on air to listen to your content. So it helps, um, it helps people to catch up with whatever you've done and not just listen at will. They can listen over and over and over again. It also affords you, the podcaster, the time to pay um, attention and carefully construct a good content. You're not under pressure. It's not a daily thing. If you'd miss an episode, you're not going to die, even though you need to be accountable, you know, um, to your audience. But then there's a bit of flexibility. And if you take that as an advantage and not a disadvantage, you'll be able to put in more energy than the regular radio presenter that might experience burnout, fatigue, doing it almost on a daily. Some people do this, I mean, some people do radio on a daily or TV on a daily. So podcasting is more flexible and that's one of the advantages. Another advantage is that your works are documented for as long as RSS exists. Your works are not going to be deleted, except you do it intentionally. So you have the opportunity to listen to yourself at 50, at 70, as long as you leave. And people can also listen to your works and access it easily. So this, and then it also gives you the ability to own, have ownership of your creative content. Unlike it is when you're working for an organization, although not in all cases, but in most cases. Podcasting and voiceovers have a profound impact on preserving and promoting African cultures, languages, and stories. T-Code reflects on impactful episodes of his show, both those featuring guest stories and those where he shares his own experiences. Hmm. There are a lot of episodes on my podcast that has had significant impact. And it's difficult for me to choose which because um, some... The impacts were felt because of the story of the guests. And then there are others that the impacts were felt because it were, I mean, it was my own story. So for the ones that, you know, people's story impacted the others, you had the likes of my episode with Femi Biggs, which happens to be one of my favorite episodes. Uh, we talked about negotiations and dealing with clients very rich episode because you have a mix of two young talented voice actors in Nigeria um both belonging to the same generation 
and um, we were sharing our stories and it was so raw, so real, so relatable, our errors, mistakes and how we've improved over the years. And I'm talking about Femi Biggs, who happens to be Abva's Voice of Artist of the Year 2023. Uh, is like a friend and a brother to me. So yeah, that episode, every time I look back, I still consider it to be really golden. Then there are episodes that I found to be impactful based on how it's me talking about my experiences and sharing my stories. Episodes like um, things I wish I knew before I started or before I got into voiceovers, right? Um, it's very, very impactful. Or episodes like um, how to set up your home studio. So these are, you know, a few of the very, very impactful. I mean, they're all impactful, but I consider these few episodes that I've mentioned to be up there. Hey there, if you're serious about growing your podcast and reaching a wider audience, then listen up. Did you know that promoting your podcast on radio can take your show to new heights? Well, it's true. Radio advertising offers a broader reach, adds credibility, and opens doors to untapped audiences. But I've even got better news for you. Introducing RadioAdspread.com. With the code DOE800, you get access to a free consultation and your very own account manager. They'll guide you through the process, making it easy to start your radio advertising journey. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to expand your podcast's reach and influence. Visit RadioAdspread.com today and use the code DO800. Your podcast deserves to shine. There's more information in the show notes. T-Code provides an in-depth look at the process behind the Abba Awards, which celebrate achievements in podcasting, voice acting, and spoken word. He describes the meticulous process of nomination, evaluation, and selection with an emphasis on the importance of ensuring that nominees are in the right categories. Yeah, this is the second time we're doing it for the continent. And it was a much more interesting process because we had a lot to learn from the first edition of the awards. And we took all of those lessons and we put it in the second edition. So the process was that... Um, First off, we put out announcements that nominations will be open or submissions will be will be taken in submissions for the Abva Awards at a certain time. And when the time was ready, we put out announcement again that people can submit their works to be nominated, you know, or they stand a chance to be nominated. And we got throngs of nominations. A lot of people... Um, Either we're nominating themselves or nominating someone um, whom they think should qualify for the award in different categories. So we had different categories in the podcast um, sphere. We had different categories in the voice of us sphere. Same as we had different categories in the spoken words sphere. And lots of nominations poured in. Uh, so we had... We had them in thousands. And after the nominations date expired or the submission date expired, the team at ABVA, in collaboration with the judges, we began to x-ray these nominations to ensure that we had the right um, people for the right categories. Take, for instance, some people were nominated in the wrong category. 
let, uh, I'll give an example. If you are supposed to, if if you do a podcast for children, and your podcast was nominated in the music category, obviously that's a wrong category. So it automatically invalidates that nomination. So we took the time to X-ray the um, huge nominations that we got across the continent and even outside of Africa. And we're able to select properly the ones that should be in the different categories. And that aside, the judges were left to select the top podcasters, voice actors, and spoken word artists that should remain nominees on the categories. So in a category that initially had 150, 200 people nominated, the judges then would shortlist the numbers to about, say, 5, 10, 8, you know, hypothetically just saying, just to ensure that we have a handful that can be projected out there as the official nominees in the categories that were selected for. And then afterwards, the judging or the voting process commences, yes. So there was a voting process where um, people had the chance to vote for their desired um, uh, talents, whom they wish to see as winners in those categories. And the talents, too, were contacted that they've been nominated officially and um, it will be good for them to solicit for votes so that that will increase their chances of winning the award in those respective categories. Now, the interesting thing for this year is that while the votings were important, um, they played just 30% in the amount of influence they would have as far as deciding who wins each category is concerned. What that means is that the judge's decision made 70% of the entire process that influences who wins what at their respective categories. So a talent can amass 30%, you know, votes, like a lot of votes, right? Even much more than the others in that category. But if the judges score the talents lower than the others, there are very slim chances that that talent emerges winner. So that's what happened across board. And mind you, there are some categories, very exclusive categories that wasn't subjected to any of these processes that I've described earlier. And these categories, we call them the legacy categories. And these are um, awards presented to people that we found to be um, highly impactful in their respective fields, either voice acting, podcasts, or spoken words. And it wasn't subject to voting. I mean, it was like acknowledging the labor that same people have been putting in this industry for years. So that's what legacy categories was like. Uh, for instance, we had um, Lifetime Achievement Award. That's a leg legacy award category. So back to the process. After the voting has taken place, the judging also takes place. And then we aggregate the figures, the, the points together. 
and then we're able to arrive at the conclusion of who wins what. After collating the results from the, the voting and then the results from the judges. So we then determine who the winner is and the winners are officially announced uh, during the award event itself. So that's the process of selecting nominees and awardees for the ABVA Awards. Um, talking about other criteria that were considered in recognizing excellence in podcasting and voice artistry, uh, these criteria, they differ. So for podcasting, for instance, of course, they're very similar. But for podcasting, we'll be looking at other things like um, the content itself. Is the content rich enough? Right? Is the content meaningful? Um, does it really speak impact and influence, you know, positively to the audience? That's that's a unique criterion for the podcasting category, and it can also be applied to spoken words. But you see, for voiceover, like I said earlier, in voiceover, we are telling or retelling somebody's idea. So the content, you know, the impactfulness of that content itself is not on us. It's on the writer. But so the judges are just trying to listen to the quality of your voiceover and your ability to express the emotions contained in the scripts. So you see the differences in the criteria for podcasts and spoken words. Audio quality is a top criteria across all board. The clarity of your audio the audio dexterity. So, uh, yeah, I could go on and on, but these are the few ones that I can talk about at the top of my head. T-Code highlights key trends in the African podcasting and voiceover industry. He emphasizes the need for creators to focus on their digital presence, enabling audiences to connect with the faces behind the voices. We need to start paying more attention on our digital presence as creators and i'm not just talking about our works but how we project our works gone are the days where you're comfortable being a podcaster behind the scene and you just don't want to put yourself out there i mean to a very to an extent that is still okay it's welcomed but we have gotten to an age where people really want to know who owns this voice. They want to know who is the storyteller, who is the podcaster, who is this person influencing and impacting me with his podcast. Can I trust him? We want to see his face. We want to know a bit about the person. So um, being a podcaster is not just uh, uh, something that you feel like, well, it's something that is exclusive of your entire life. You are, you, you are now obliged to your audience and to the world at large to represent what you talk about in a proper manner, right? Um, so I feel like we should, we should be more conscious of our social presence digitally um, now. Another trend in the audio space in Africa is the coming together of creatives in form of either networking, or building a community or collaborating. And I think this is a great thing that um, podcasters should be looking more into because it fosters creativity. It helps us being accountable to one another. I think these are good 
trends that we should look out for. And also the rise in podcasts, of course. I mean, we can't ignore, I mean, how much the podcast space has grown. A lot of people are becoming podcasters. I think that um, as this is happening, we need to keep putting out more resources that will help podcasters understand the nature, understand the 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 technicalities itself, the, the work itself in the podcast space. It's not just something that you cruise around with. It's something it's a it's it's something that you should be intentional about and understand how it works. From putting together a topic to getting a guest to recording to editing to promoting, you know, all of these things that indie podcasters do, I think it's important for us to keep an eye on helping them more to be efficient and very productive with their work. Tico discusses the impact of his philosophy background and experience in public relations and advertising on his podcasting and voiceover work. Being a philosophy graduate has helped me to think deeper (laughs) about everything. Because, um, of course, if you know philosophy very well, it's all about reasoning, you know, deep reasoning to a point where you come out with answers that are um, formidable, right? Even though there's still going to be some people that will question your answers, but, you know, answers that you can defend. So philosophy is like a mental fortitude for anything that you do. And when I apply that to podcasting and voiceovers, it helps me to be more meticulous, more detailed. I'm now in a position where I am willing to check and check again. I'm willing to consider different angles and different sides to it. So yeah, philosophy gives me that advantage. And beyond philosophy is the fact that I have a background in public relations and advertising. And that really, really helped me when I was approaching how I would put out my podcast, more like the rolling out or the rollout plan for my podcast. So I started to develop strategies on how I wanted to promote my podcast. You know, I hired a graphic designer, even though I can do graphics, but I had to be intentional. And, you know, the way I package my my designs, my guests, um, I have designs that I put out almost daily or in, in two almost daily or once in two days or three days, there's just a promotion plan. There's there's the teaser, there's the video, the snippets, there is, you know, all of those things is because I have a good background in public relations and advertising and it has really helped me to put out my podcast in a more decent manner. T-Code offers a valuable advice for aspiring podcasters emphasizing the importance of self-belief and confidence in what you have to say. I think, first of all, you need to understand that you are capable of doing this. You see, for podcasters, it's a different ball game because podcasters believe in whatever they want to talk about before they even start talking. So because the moment you come out and you're on the mic, it means you have something to say And you believe in what you're saying. Maybe not entirely the case though, but you have something to say. And that's a good one because the moment you start, you begin to gain confidence gradually. 
And then the moment people start to listen to what you're doing, you know, that confidence can increase. So it's a good one for podcasters. And for them, or for podcasters, I'll just say, don't stop or don't give up because the listenership is not going to be 100 all the time. And it's a it's a platform that you're doing this, especially for Africans, you're doing this every week or however you want to be putting out your podcast, maybe once in two weeks or once monthly, you're most likely or probably not going to get a payback financially every time you do your podcast. So it has to be something you're passionate about. It has to be something that you can talk about any day, any time. You have a rich understanding of that subject topic and you have to be deliberate about it so that you're not falling short in quality while you have content. So these are things that you need to pay attention to. Know that you can do it and put in the work. Hi guys, I'm T-Code. I'm the host of the Everything Voice Verse podcast and you're listening to Into the Podverse with Tony Doe. Into the Podverse is brought to you by Tony Doe Media and is expertly produced by yours truly. It's available everywhere you get your podcasts and do be sure to leave us a complimentary note via the links in the description. May the pod force be with you. Great shirts. Uh huh. Techzilla. Of course it is. We did the words. Again, hey yo, Eagle Eye View from the Kilimanjaro. Way above the clouds with my eye on the sparrow. Words pierce the air, invading the space. Sneaking through your ears, change the look of your face. The storyteller in this digital era. Could tell I got my groove back like my name was Stella. The vibe is stellar, but the message and the teller intertwined and defining the era. To those who oppose, I hereby propose. The fist to the jaw, would you prefer the nose? As the story goes, everybody knows. Mr. Tony Yo, come correct with the flow Hey yo, as the God podcaster As uh, well known as the chief of broadcaster Care to bring the peace to the world over Haters can't connect, best to move over 